are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, February 3rd, 2021. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that's through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? As always, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Last night, the Hawks opened up their two-game series at the United Center against the new Central Division rival, Carolina Hurricanes. And what a game it was last night. We saw the Hawks battle back from deficits of 2 to nothing and 3-2 to two in order to earn a point and force overtime but unfortunately came up just short once again in the extra period and walked away with a 4-3 shootout loss to move their record to 3-4-4 through the opening 11 games of this 2021 regular season. But what I have to start by saying is, first, what an effort by this team last night against uh, one of the best squads in the entire National Hockey League. I mean, the Canes were 5-1 and one heading into this game, and for the most part, they had completely shut down their opponent's offense. I mean, they were allowing less than two goals per game coming into Tuesday, so it was without a doubt the Blackhawks' toughest test since facing off against the Tampa Bay Lightning to open the season. Uh, and even though the Hawks were down a bunch of guys to injury and COVID-19 and everything, they found themselves right in this game through the first 40 minutes. I mean, that's impressive nonetheless. They did get outplayed a little bit, you know, in, in the third period in overtime, but th that's kind of to be expected when you go up against a deeper team. And I mean, think about all the young players the Hawks have in their lineup right now that probably would be in Rockford if they would, if they were completely healthy. And not only are they in the lineup, but they're playing meaningful roles right now. I mean, we have Philip Kirishev playing top line center. Ian Mitchell and Nicholas Bodan are both receiving huge minutes on the back end. And it's hard for those youngsters to come in right away and play such a significant role for these teams. And also, when you think about it, um, the Blackhawks, one thing I've noticed about them so far in 2021 is they tend to fade late in games. They'll play really well in the opening 20 minutes, but then after that, it's kind of a steady downhill progression but I think one thing that could be attributed to is just it, it's hard for these youngsters to come in and play a full 60 minutes at, at that high of a level so I was very very impressed with this Blackhawks team for even finding a way to get this game into overtime obviously I wish they could have walked away with two points but I still can't be angry with the comeback effort they put together <laughs> in order to to get that point so uh, good stuff by the Blackhawks last night. I was really impressed. But the tough part of this loss, though, the part that's 
just a little bit frustrating is that the Hawks are now 0-4 in games that reach overtime this season. They've lost twice in the overtime and also twice in the shootout so far. Um, so while it's never a bad thing, you know, to, to reach OT and to pick up a point in the standings, the Hawks certainly have left a few crucial points out on the table so far up to this point. And when you look at their 3-4-4 four, and four record in the standings, that easily could be, you know, 5-4-2 and two had they got a couple of bounces in overtime or if they were actually able to score in the shootout, so... Um, not sure why this team has struggled so much after regulation. Usually I feel like the Hawks are one of the better teams, especially in the shootout, you know, at, at finding a way to come out with two points in extra time. But that just has not been the case here in 2021. Again, though, like their struggles in the final 20 minutes of games, I think a lot of that can be uh, chalked up to just, you know, being without a guy like Jonathan Taze for those three-on-three -three situations and also in the shootout. One of the best uh, in the entire NHL, both on the offensive and defensive side of the puck, and also in the shootout, he's known as one of the best, if not the best, in the entire National Hockey League. And even being without Kirby Doc, someone who, you know, just has the ability to make things happen with open space. It's so tough to not have that option for the Blackhawks right now, so... A lot of give and take here with this team at the moment. It's exciting to see, you know, how hard they're competing and how close they are in games right now, even without several key players in the lineup. But at the same time, it's still a bit frustrating to come up just short a handful of times here to open the season. But what that means to me is there assuredly is going to be better days to come for this franchise once we get everyone back and healthy because this Blackhawks team right now is showing a lot of fight by hanging in there with some of the big boys in the National Hockey League. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are some of my key takeaways from last night's 4-3 shootout loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to recap how the Blackhawks were able to claw the way back into the contest and force overtime. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, salted caramel, double chocolate, and they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps to get 20% off your next order. Guys, BuiltBar just sent me a sample pack with all 18 of their flavors, and seriously, these are some of the best protein bars I've ever had in my life. So delicious. Cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake. Lemon almond cheesecake. Sounds very interesting. Probably my favorite of the bunch. It was incredible. So one more time, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON in all caps for 20% off your next Built Bar order.
This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today, wherever you may listen to your podcasts. All right, I just finished up talking about the Blackhawks and their determination early on here in the 2021 season. Moving on now, I wanted to be sure to talk about how the Hawks were able to bounce back and force overtime last night against the Hurricanes. So early on in the contest, it was not a pretty start by the Hawks. Nikita Zadorov and David Kampf both got burned in transition, uh, and that led to a Jordan Stahl, uh, a ridiculous assist by Jordan Stahl, one-handed pass over to Andrei Svechnikov backdoor. As I said, he was able to get behind David Kampf, and that gave Carolina a 1-0 lead early on in the first period. And then just a couple of minutes later, Stahl again made a tremendous play in the offensive zone. He found Warren Fogle open in the slot. Pia Suter completely got caught puck watching. And just like that, the Blackhawks were faced with a 2-0 deficit early on at home. So not a great opening 15 minutes at the United Center, but the end of the period was much, much better. As first, the Hawks managed to cut the lead in half with a power play goal from Philip Kirishev. And then with 17.4 seconds left in the period, 17 seconds always seems to be good news for the Blackhawks. With 17.4 seconds left in the first period, Patrick Kane was able to tie the score up 2-2. So two goals in less than two minutes for the Blackhawks. That will solve your problems in a hurry. The first, as I said, that was from Kirishev on the power play. His fourth of the year ties teammate Pia Suter for the most by an NHL rookie. And also, the Blackhawks power play, man, they stay red hot. They now have a goal in 9 of 11 contests to begin the season. And one of my keys to victory for the Hawks on yesterday's episode was for the power play to come out and beat the Hurricanes' elite penalty kill. Even though uh, the Blackhawks came up short uh, in the final outcome, it was nice to see the power play continue to have success. And it was the second unit that got the job done, might I add. It was a beautiful passing play from Dominic Kubelik down low to the right circle. He found Peace Suter, and then Suter found Kirishev backdoor for an easy tap-in goal, his fourth of the season. Then on Kaner's goal, hell of a wrist shot there to beat Reimer blocker side. Kaner now has five goals on the year to lead the Blackhawks, and he also now has points in three straight three straight games, excuse me. So just Showtime doing Showtime things here, ladies and gentlemen, and that was a huge goal to get the Blackhawks tied up at two apiece heading into the first intermission. We saw the score then stay the same at 2-2 two to two through the second period, but early on in the third, Carolina, unfortunately, was able to regain their lead as their leading, their leading point getter, Vincent Trocek, he's been red hot for Carolina to start this season. He took advantage of Dylan Strome being the culprit, getting caught puck watching this time. Pia Suter was guilty the first time. Dylan Strome was guilty here. And how this happened was basically Strome lost the defensive zone faceoff and then just completely let, let his man Vincent Trocek it wide open back door. Uh, the puck, Nino Niederreiter takes a shot from the slot. It bounces off Connor Murphy's foot and it goes right to Vincent Trocek's blade. But 
had Dylan Strome, you know, taken his assignment in the defensive zone, I'm not so, not so sure that Trocheck gets this wide open look back door. Um, but hey, Blackhawks, Dylan Strome didn't do his job and it cost the Blackhawks a goal. They find themselves down three to two early in the third period. But fortunately, with just under seven minutes to play, the Blackhawks, they have that never say die mentality last night. And this time, Alex DeBrinkett found his good buddy Dylan Strom out in front of the net for his fourth goal of the season, his first at even strength, I want to add. And just like that, the score was tied once again at three apiece. And what a night for Alex DeBrinkett. Two primary assists in his first game back from Provid Coda. Yeah, I can't talk from COVID protocol. And he also didn't even get a full practice to prepare for last night's contest. It was an optional practice for the Blackhawks on Tuesday morning. So that makes that matter kind of all that more impressive. Good stuff last night from Alex Dabrinkit. And without a doubt, the Blackhawks missed his presence. He was out for nearly a full two weeks. And it seemed like every game the Blackhawks played in there, were scoring one or two goals. So Great to get uh, Debrinket back in the Blackhawks lineup last night. Truthfully, though, Blackhawks fans, the story of this third period in overtime, it was Kevin, Lank Kevin Lankinen. Through 40 minutes, he only recorded 17 saves, but my oh my, was he good down the stretch to force this game into overtime. Lankinen stopped all 23 shots that he faced in the final 25 minutes and once again deserved better than a shootout loss. I have to feel... For Kevin Lankinen in this one, 38 saves, but unfortunately just wound up on the wrong side of the end result. One interesting piece from this contest I also wanted to be sure to talk about is just how important scoring the first goal of the game is for the Blackhawks this season. I know that they were able to claw their way back after being down 2 to nothing, but had they not had to overcome that deficit, then I'm sure the game would have turned out a lot different. So first... When the Blackhawks allow their opponent to score the first goal of the game, they are now 0-4-3 in those seven games. Yeah, that's right. When the Blackhawks don't score first, which seems to happen more times than not, seven out of the 11 games this year, they haven't won. So clearly coming from behind is not a strength for this team, which is something I've talked about a lot throughout this first month of the season. And then vice versa. When the Blackhawks actually do score the first goal of the game, it's only happened four times, but when they do score the first goal, they're 3-0-1 in those four games. So all three of their wins have come when they've scored first, and they also have recorded a point in all four of those games. So clearly that's a big trend early on for this team. When they're able to get on the board first and play with the lead and play with some confidence, that goes a long way towards picking up two points in the standings. So really. Two things here. First, got to get that goal more often. Four times in 11 games, that's pretty pathetic, especially when you know how successful this team is when they're able to get that first goal. Just got to be able to come out with a stronger effort. And second, Jeremy Colleton, I think he has to do a little bit of a better job of getting his team, you know, to finish off these games. The Blackhawks, I just feel they worked too hard last night to walk away with just one point. Don't get me wrong, I'm not upset at all with the end result. They probably didn't even deserve a point, but thanks to Kevin Lankin and they got one. But just to be 0-4 in overtime games now and not, not be able to have a comeback victory under their belt, that's a bit frustrating. So even though it was another great effort from behind last night, I think the Blackhawks still have to do a little bit better 
of a job at realizing that the the end goal is still out there. We still have to get the victory. I mean, it's great to pick up a point, but two points is still the final goal, and we have to take advantage of our opportunities in order to come away with that that those two points. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's my recap of the Blackhawks. 4-3 shootout loss to Carolina last night. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about my three stars of the game, plus a couple changes to the lineup that we could see on Thursday. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code, LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. The Super Bowl is less than a week away. College basketball is closing in on March Madness. NHL hockey has returned. The sports world is absolute madness right now. And there's only one place that has you covered for all your betting needs and one place that we trust. And that's betonline.ag. You can also visit the Lockdown Podcast Network's exclusive partner on social media at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Every Wednesday on Lockdown NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Lockdown Kings and Tom Gazzola of Lockdown Oilers. Whether it's a look at the top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and Blackhawks, Lockdown NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Okay, I just finished recapping the Blackhawks' 4-3 shootout loss to the Carolina Hurricanes last night. Before I wrap up the show today, I wanted to be sure to quickly mention my three stars of the game from the Blackhawks last night. Starting with number three, maybe a bit of a surprise here, but how about Nicholas Bodan, ladies and gentlemen? The Blackhawks' second first-round pick in 2018 played in his fourth NHL game last night, coming back from COVID-19 protocol. I wasn't sure... If he was going to get into the lineup last night or if the Hawks were going to go with Lucas Carlson, but I'm sure glad Colleton went with Bodan because after he had a rough first couple of minutes, he went on to play pretty well on the back end for the Blackhawks, and he finished with a career high by a whole couple of minutes of time on ice, so it was a really good showing from Nicholas Bodan. He finished with 20 minutes and one second of ice time, recording one shot on goal and one shot, one blocked shot. But what I was the most impressed with was Bodan's poise out there on the Blackhawks' second power play unit. Last night, Bode's got a look up at the point with Adam Boquist out of the lineup, and I thought he made the most of it. He made a couple of nice passes on the power play that led to Kirishev's goal late in the first period. I mean, he was very calm at the point. He made a great pass down low to Matthias Janmark, a great pass to the left side to find Dominic Kubelik, who then went on to pick up the secondary assist. And I mean, that offensive upside from Bodan is why the Hawks drafted him in the first round after all. So I was really happy to see Colleton let Bodan 
off the leash a little bit last night, per se. And we also saw that in the overtime period from Colleton. Bodan was out there during the three-on-three. He was actually the Blackhawks' second defenseman in rotation, right behind Duncan Keith. And to finish off the game, Bodan was third in time on ice among the Blackhawks defensemen behind only Keith and Connor Murphy. He actually had more time than both Calvin DeHaan and Nikita Zadorov. So big kudos to both Nicholas Bodan and Jeremy Colleton last night. And I certainly hope to see more of Bodan in the lineup here going forward. My second star of the game, it has to be Kevin Lankinen. I mean, 38 saves on 41 shot attempts. He seriously looks nothing like a rookie here in the NHL. He's so composed all the time always seems to be in the right position. And I know his streak of five straight games with allowing two goals or fewer was snapped last night, but I mean, he only allowed three and it came to one of the better teams in the NHL right now. And if you look at the, the box score, Lankinen's state save percentage on the night was still 927. So even though it's not quite up to the 937 save percentage he had coming into the contest, still a really impressive night for Lankinen overall, and I thought he was really good, especially in the third period in overtime. I thought he was good enough to get the win in last night's contest. My first star of the night for the Blackhawks, it has to be Alex Dabrinkit. What a great boost to the lineup he was last night. Two primary assists. He was also tied for the team lead with four shots on goal, and he also played a season-high 21 minutes and 59 seconds. That might even be a career-high for Dabrinkit. I wasn't I didn't have enough time to, to get around to looking at that. I just thought of it now. Um, but he set his season high by nearly two minutes last night. So Dabrinkit was, he brought his A game. And I hope he'll be able to continue doing so because the Blackhawks really missed his presence. They struggled a ton offensively with, you know, so many key forwards out of the lineup here. So a good comeback game from Dabrinkit last night. And as I said, hopefully he'll be able to do that because the Blackhawks need him producing in order to be in these games in 2021. Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, just some quick changes that we could see to the Blackhawks lineup on Thursday in the second game of this series versus Carolina. First, I think we're going to see Reese Johnson in the lineup again. Matthew Highmore played just eight minutes in 21 seconds last night, which was by far a team low. He did have two shots on goal, but I still think Johnson, he was really good in his NHL debut, so he's likely to get a look on Thursday. The other change we could see in the lineup, I think we could see Colin Delia back in that. I know Lankinen has the hot hand right now, but at the same time, I think the Blackhawks still want to be rotating in their goaltenders at this point. I mean, Lankinen clearly has the advantage early on, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. He is still only seven starts into his NHL career. So while it has been a, a tremendous first seven starts, still a lot could change. So I think it would be wise to give Delia the start on Thursday. He hasn't started a game since January 17th against Florida. That was before Lankinen made his NHL debut. Um, so I think the back, half, the back half of this series versus Carolina would be a perfect time to get the 26-year-old Delia in net for a spot start against the Carolina Hurricanes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, February 3rd's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And 
after the show. Ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Lockdown NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.